Welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Daniel Bauer. Better Leaders, Better Schools is a weekly show for ruckus makers. What is a ruckus maker? A leader who has found freedom from the status quo. A leader who makes change happen. A leader who never, ever gives up. I moved to Scotland in January 2019, and there are so many reasons it's an incredible country. One of those being it is stunningly beautiful, like my wife. I was completely ignorant to all the natural beauty of Scotland. From the botanic gardens just five minutes from my flat or Kelvin Grove Park in Glasgow, to the mountains, trails, rivers, and lakes, there was so much natural beauty here. Miriam and I took a tour when we first moved here, and one of the stops we hit was Loch Lomond. I took a stone from the beach. It's an ivory, white, and smooth stone. I hold it in my hand for almost every podcast, mastermind, or coaching call. I'm holding it right now. Standing on the shore of Loch Lomond, I also tossed rocks into the loch. I love the image of a ripple that forms after a stone is thrown into the water. I also love that image because it's leadership implications. Elite leaders have a ripple effect. And today's guest starts our conversation with a story of how to create a bigger ripple. I'm so glad you're here, Ruckus Maker. Thanks for listening. In just a sec, we'll jump into this awesome conversation. But before we do, let's take some time to thank our show sponsors. Isolation is the number one enemy of excellence, and isolation is also a choice. There's a better way. In fact, here's what Michelle, a school leader in Maryland, has to say about the mastermind. The best part of the mastermind is a supportive community. School leadership can be isolating, but knowing I have a team of other school leaders with whom to share ideas, struggles, and wins gives me the courage and resolve to do what's best for my school community. Get connected and level up your leadership by applying to the mastermind today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash mastermind. The Better Leaders Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder, a program designed to develop your students' executive function and non-cognitive skills. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by TeachFX. Using artificial intelligence, the TeachFX app enables instructional leaders to coach more teachers more often and more effectively. Learn how and get a special offer by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. And we're joined again with Kelly Crane, expert coach at Better Leaders, Better Schools with today's tip of the week for the ruckus makers. Kelly, what do you have for us? Hey, Danny. Today, we're going to talk about Scanner Pro. Scanner Pro is my favorite. I love this app. It is a tool that you actually can take a picture of the doc, the document that you have, and it uploads it and you can email it. It'll turn it into a PDF. And there are other tools you can use with that as well, but you can send that anywhere. So I love this. If I have a couple of documents, I don't have to go to a fax machine. It has that component and I'm able to fax right from my phone. So I love it. And it is so efficient 
in it with my time that I can just, if I see a document, I can put it in there. I could even send it to myself if I'm walking the halls and, I, and somebody hands me something or wants to show me something. I'm like, hey, can I take a picture of that? And then I can send it to myself and share it out. So it's a great tool. Cool. So especially as uh, schools are going paperless and, and that type of thing, but you don't want to lose out on the information, you're just scanning documents you find valuable and then putting them into some type of, uh, I don't know, file cabinet or the drive or Dropbox, something like that. Right. It does have a place where it stores them right in the app. And okay. that is great too. So you can even go back and find it and resend it if you need to. The great part is the fax part because you have those fax machines that are almost obsolete in most cases. They still have those. But you know it'll fax right from your phone. And, and there are um, fax packages. There's three of them, but it's only like 99 cents to send wow. one page. So it's pretty cool. I've actually thought about that quite a bit as uh, Better Leaders has grown in you know, thinking about, I don't have access to a fax machine. So this is uh, a pretty easy solution if I'm hearing you right. Oh, absolutely. I use it a lot, even personally for personal documents. When people are wanting things, I'm able to to take a picture of it um, and send it on, whether it be to, you know, the the pharmacy or or to uh, the courthouse or wherever we need to send it. You have something to tell me? We we got courthouse things going on too. No, I'm just. <laughs> I know. Isn't that amazing? That that's the first thing that came to my mind. No, it's all good. You got. You know, I have four teenagers. What do you do? Yeah, right. That's a uh, that's a lot to keep control of. So might be a speeding ticket here and there. <laughs> so I, I heard a, a ninety nine cent option. There must be a free option and maybe some more expensive ones as well. Correct. Cool. Great. Well, thanks, Kelly, for sharing this tip of the week with the Ruckus Makers, and now on to our leadership conversation with Hani Wolchanski. Well, hey, Ruckus Maker. I'm excited to be joined by my friend, Hani Wolchanski, again on the episode. This is her second time on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. She is an early childhood strategist and leadership coach. She works with early childhood directors to help them build a school of excellence. And Hani believes no matter the stage of your school, the size of your staff and children or how big your budget, schools are powered by the people. Hani, welcome to the show. Thank you, Danny. I'm so excited to be here again. Thanks for having me. You had me fired up uh, talking about this ripple effect in our pre-chat. And I can't wait for you to explain this to the listeners. So I'll get out of the way. Tell us about the School of Excellence ripple effect. Yeah. So this is actually really interesting because over the past couple of years that I've been working with school leaders, I kept trying to figure out, you know, what, what truly is school leadership, because the questions that we're asking ourselves a lot is how do I get my teachers to do this? Or how do I get the board? Or how do I get the admin team? Or how do I get blah person, blank person to do X or Y activity? And I think that that question needs to be flipped where what do I need to do in order to see the change that I want in my school? And the more that I ask myself that question, the more the ripple effect came into fruition. And now it's just this really great model. And so for those of you that are listening, even if you have a pen and paper in front of you, you could just draw three concentric circles. The small circle in the middle is the school leader. The circle outside that is the teachers. And then the circle outside that is the parents. And so if we want to create change and a ripple effect to our teachers, 
filling in any blank. How do I get them to submit newsletters on time? How do I get them to give in their lesson plans? How do I get them to talk better to the kids? How do I get them to respond to just any question? Mm. The answer to that question is, what do I need to do so that this happens? Because the school culture and whatever you want to have in your school is an effect of the leader's daily behaviors, routines, and habits. It's amazing because it's a mirror moment. Oh, yeah. It's things that we know we need in terms of our organization, teachers, parents, students, or whatever, but you're asking us to look inside. Now, is it something in your upbringing like, or mm-hmm. was it something that you're, you're reading recently, or maybe you had a coach? What? That's not normal, I don't think. I think it's mm-hmm. abnormal to approach the problem that way, right? To look yeah. at yourself. But it's the ownership. It's the right approach. I know that for a fact at this point. But where, where did that come from for you? It's such a good question, Danny. And actually, no one's ever really asked me that. So I'm excited to, to unpack this a little bit. But Woo! yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, everything always stems from our childhood, of course. And I think, and this is something really to, this is heavy, but we all know this to be true. What, whatever, we, whatever we create is what we need for ourselves. So think about anything you've ever created or as a school leader, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a parent, anything that you've created is really something that you need for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so creating this ripple effect was for me understanding like I grew up in a real, just an environment that was for lack of a better word, like trauma-inducing. There was just a lot of craziness. And it had an effect on me in a good way. And then, you know, the trauma fueled a lot of of the, the way that I am now. And then also positively, like what I grew up with in the environment. And I really became obsessed with what environments are and how we show up so differently when we step from doorway to doorway. When you go into your childhood home, that nine-year-old girl shows up When you go into a boardroom, you strap on those big girl pants and you're going to show up like that confident boss lady. When you walk in to have dinner with your husband, you got a different side of you that's showing up. And so environment just instinctively changes us. And so if we intentionally show up in our environments in the way that we want and we're the change that we want to see, just imagine the ripple effect that we could create. You know, I was drawn to uh, something you said there too. Uh, when you go into the board and you put the the big boss, (laughs) you know, big boss, big girl pants on. Yeah. Is there like routines or rituals that help you prep for that moment or how do you get into that mindset? Sure. So, you know, a quote that I told you, you know, in the pre-chat was the quote from Jim Rohn, which I love is all people must endure pain, right? So it's either the pain of the discipline of showing up in the way that you want, even if you're not in the mood, even if you're not motivated or the pain of regret. Mm. So it's either the pain of like, oh, this is so monotonous, right? Think about any Olympic athlete or, you know, Michael Phelps, the, you know, the the greatest Olympic swimmer, like he's not always in the mood at four o'clock in the morning to jump into a pool. Totally not. But he knows that he's going to have the pain of regret of not winning that Olympic medal if he doesn't show up every morning at 4 a.m. and jump into that pool, whether he likes it or not. And so those are his routines and habits. He's an Olympic swimmer. He's got routines and habits. Football players have routines and habits. Singers have routines and habits. Actors have routines and habits. All professionals have routines and habits. And so the first mindset shift as a school leader is you are a performer. You are a professional. Every time you walk into that school building is a performance. 
And just like no singer would get up on stage without doing voice reps and no athlete would get onto the field without doing reps, you cannot walk into that school building unless you've mentally prepared yourself for the day. Mm. Because you're either... You're going to have the day show up in the way you walked in, frazzled, frustrated, unfocused, you know, reeling from that email or that phone call, or you're going to walk in calm, confident, articulate, decisive, brave, bold. Like what adjective do you want to show up as? Yeah. yeah there's a coaching session I do called live and lead at your best. Yeah. And it's, it's very similar to what you're talking about in the sense that pick those words, those four or five words yeah. that. Want, you want to describe you when you're at your best. What are those routines and rituals that are going to help you get there? And mm-hmm. uh, I like the Michael Phelps example. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel like swimming. No, definitely not. You know, in little things too, you don't even think about with an athlete. You know how much food they have to eat? Like, exactly. it's crazy. Like, <laughs> an amazing amount of food. And that can mm-hmm. actually just be a challenge, putting down mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. many calories. Yep. But it's that pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Which one? Yep. Which one, Which one do you want? want? And most okay. of us are living in the pain of regret too often. Hmm. So how can we switch? Help the ruckus maker listening. Yeah, ruckus hey. makers. <laughs> so I want to get, yeah. So before I get into some tactics and strategy, I actually want to start with some reflective questions because I Great. think that the more we can reflect and pause, the whatever you need is inside of you. You have the answers inside of yourself. I tell this to my kids. I have four little kids at home. I tell this to the, you know, to the school leaders. I tell, I tell this to everyone I talk to is everything you need is inside of yourself. And so even when I get into moments of doubt or uncertainty or anxiety of like, Oh my God, what am I supposed to do? I pause and I say, honey, whatever you need is inside of yourself. You, we need to unlock that right now. Let's let the listener just pause with that for a second. Everything you need is inside yourself. Yeah. So the first question I'd love for you to reflect on is, who are you committed to being known as in your life, in your school, regardless of the circumstance or situation? So even in the crappiest of circumstance, even in the hardest environment that you're in, how do you want to come across to the people that are in your environment and take a moment and really write that down. I did. I'm taking notes. Oh. <laughs> who, are, who are you committed to be known as? Being known as life, right? Life in your school, regardless of the situation. Like, you know, do you want to be known as being that brave person? Do you want to be known as always being the calm and articulate leader? Do you want to be known as being confident and decisive? Do you want to be known as being empathetic and understanding? Like there's so many things to choose from, but I'm going to caution the listeners to really pick two. I know you have a list of 20 and you probably are going to make it longer and longer as the day goes on, but pick your top two. What are those top two personalities, virtues, values that you want to be known as? So that would be my first reflective question. The other thing to really think about, and this question is is key as far as like, you know, when the going really gets tough, is if you knew the situation was never going to change, right? Which is almost 99.9% not true because we can always make some kind of change, even if it's the slightest within ourselves. Would you make the choice to stay there? 
a lot of times we become victims of our circumstances and we say things like, well, the board cut funding. So therefore this, or the government did this, or the state changed that, or my teachers did this, or they, you know, the superintendent pulled the rug under me on this. Yes. We all have circumstances in our life. You know, my child's not feeling well, this, my husband was deployed. Like there is endless of circumstances. And I don't believe anyone is getting a free card on life and no one has challenges or no one has hardships. We all do. But the question we're asking ourselves is, if the situation really stayed the same, are we going to make the choice to stay here? And if the answer is yes, yes, I'm committed to sustaining excellence in my school no matter what, you've already made a shift because now you're going to show up every single day no matter what. So I think those two questions are really powerful to get started. Just to review again for the listener, who are you committed to be known as basically despite that situation? Do the situation's never going to change? Would you make the choice to stay there? Yeah. And then I'll give just another question for those because we're bonus talking to school. <laughs> I'm sorry, bonus question. Yeah, bonus this is question. for yeah. this is for your staff. So okay. when you have a teacher or anyone that works, you know, directly under you or whatever it is, and they're coming to you and they're saying, This is hard and this is hard, and I have four kids and I have an IP, and I like there's just all these things that are going on over here. IEP, sorry all these things that are going on over here. And my day's really hard. I'm really, really struggling. Before we jump in to start solving the problem for that person, we want to pause and we want to say, I could see that the situation is really challenging for you. Are you interested in a conversation to see if there's a way out? Before you dive into strategy, invite the person to a micro-commitment that they're even interested in solutions. Right. And I ask myself that question also. So sometimes when things are going cuckoo and like my kids are all over the place and I have to do this and I got this deadline, I got that deadline. I'm like, okay, yes, Connie, the situation is really not fun right now. But are you interested in seeing if there's a solution to this? Or do you want to just stay in the frenzy? And sometimes I just want to stay in the frenzy. You know what? I I can't listen to solutions right now. Right now, I'm in a frenzy. Let me stay in the frenzy. And more often than not, I do want a way out. But this is such a great question to be reflective again with yourself. Are you even interested in looking for a way out? You'd be surprised about how your teachers respond to that. Yeah, it reminds me, you know, sometimes when I would uh, talk to my staff, I would just ask them, this a moment where you just need to be heard and get this off your chest? Or are you looking for me to share some ideas or help solve this problem? Yep. So moving on to, you know, the, those habits and routines, right, Danny, because we want to go into understanding what we need to focus on. So right. I'm going to go back to um, the performer's example, right? The reason that a lot of school leaders ask the question of like, well, what should I be focusing on? Or what should my routines be? Or what should my habits be? They're, we're forgetting something that all elite, performer, all elite performers do, which is look at the game film. All Olympic athletes look at their game film before they get back onto the stadium. Hmm. All actors look at their previous performances before they get back on the stage. All singers look at their performances before they get on the stage. Why? Because their game film is going to tell them the data of where they're winning and where is where are they struggling, where are their gaps. Right. And so as school leaders, we have to do the same thing. We have to look at our game film. But what is game film in a school? Mm-hmm. Right? Game film are actions and conversations that show up in the day. Morning arrival, conversations in your teacher's lounge, conversations in the hallway, emails that you're getting, 
empty slots, reviews that you're getting, the tone of voice teachers are using with their kids, complaining emails, teachers stopping you every minute in the hallway, excessive calling in latenesses and sicknesses, teachers who hate change or resist innovation, um, taking you taking work home every day, staying late in the office every day, not feeling confident, like all those things is game filled. It's all data. Yeah. And then what do you want to do about it? That's what it's another mirror moment to me. Yes. So this is a mirror moment where you look at your morning arrival. So I want to share just a quick little story about a game film. So we had a director that I was working with for two years now and she's, she's still working with us and she's runs a preschool. Uh, but she also runs daycare. So from infants all the way to five. And she had a family who was in her program from infants until two and a half. And then at two and a half, the parent came to her and said, Hey, I just want to thank you so much for the last two and a half years. I just want to let you know, we're going to be enrolling our child in this, in this school. And the director was like, what do you mean? Like we have a school. Right. So she's like, yeah, but you guys are like babysitters. Like I need a real school school for my kid. Hmm. and she had already started working with me at the time and she had messaged me and she's like, what do I do? Like we are a school. And I said, Stephanie, this is game film. This is data. The data is telling you that the way that you're communicating with your parents is telling them that you're a daycare. So even though in your head, you feel like you're a high performing school in their mind, you're a daycare. And so she started working on really flipping that script. And in the last two years, she's really changed that. And she won an award actually for best school in the state. Wow. Yeah. So that's data, right? And I love that story because I think it's such a simple example of what data is. And, you know, the steps that she took to get there obviously was a lot of different steps. Well, yeah. We, we have an abundance of it all around us. Uh, yeah. And we have those stories if, if the listener things deeply right now, they have tons of data just from today, maybe just from, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. That, oh yeah. Oh yeah. To me, some of the biggest challenges, what, what to do with that data is then you know, really think about what it's, what it's saying, you know, yeah. and, and, and can you brave, for that. yeah, mm-hmm. tell us, cause you got to be courageous to confront that. Right. Okay. Cause, yeah. cause in your yes. mind, we're high performing in the yeah. community. You're a daycare. Yep. That hurts. Yeah. It's hard. So I'm, before I go into my questions, I'm going with the notion that whoever's listening is a high performer, is someone that is committed to looking in the mirror and being okay with not seeing the version that they actually want to see yet, is okay with looking in the mirror and saying, hey, you know what? The Khani that's showing up right now is not the Khani that I want. And here's what I'm going to do about it. And so some of the questions you want to ask yourself, because again, we want to really chunk this down as, as small as possible, because when we make commitments of like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next two months, or I'm going to stop watching Netflix, or I'm going to stop watching so much television, or I'm going to, you know, be kinder to my kids, or I'm going to be more respectful to my spouse or whatever it is, right? That lasts for two days because motivation only takes us so far. And that's why routines and habits are always going to be the cornerstone of what your school is going to look like. Like when I go into a school, I know right away what the director's routines and habits are based on what's showing up in the school immediately. Because whatever I see in the school, in the classrooms, on the hallways, on the bulletin boards, the conversations that I hear in the lounge, I know is an effect of how this school principal and director is showing up. So I'll give you maybe we'll just do the top three questions that you could start asking yourself because I don't want to overwhelm the listeners either. 
The first question is, what do I want to stop seeing in my day-to-day management? So in the day-to-day minutia of how you're showing up, um, as far as like lots of interruptions, lots of people banging your door down, maybe lots of complaining emails, lots of teachers who don't know what to do with hard kids and are always bringing the hard kids to your office or whatever it is. What do you want to stop seeing in your day-to-day management? And when you kind of make that brain dump of like, okay, here's all the things I really don't want to be seeing anymore. That's data for you to say, okay, and from this list, I'm going to focus on this one. And in in a couple minutes, I'll give you an actual strategy for the stop seeing in the day-to-day management. Another great question to ask is, what do I want to see more of in my staff meetings? So all school leaders run staff meetings, right? Whether they're monthly or weekly or one-on-one or whatever it is, we all run meetings. I don't think there's a school leader on the planet that can't answer the question of something they want to see more of in their staff meeting, more connection, more collaboration, more teamwork, more of the introverted people talking, more of the quieter people speaking up and sharing their opinions, more um, great ideas, right? We all want more of something. Well, let's make a list of what do you want to see more of? And then the third thing is what do I want to see the teachers doing more of with the children? So depending on the age that you're a principal for or a school leader for, uh, because a lot of times leaders are, you know, just of like the first to the fifth or, or, or high school or whatever age you're observing or responsible for, what do you want to see the teachers doing more of with the kids, right? Where's the gap? Where are they now? And what would you like to see more of? I love these questions so much, honey. And, and why don't Thanks. we... Pause here just for a second for a message Uh from our sponsors, and then we'll come back with those tactics. The Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder is an evidence-based RTI Tier 1 universal level solution and focuses on improving executive functioning and non-cognitive skills. You can learn more and improve your student success at OrganizedBinder.com. Hey, Ruckus Maker. Imagine if every teacher in your school had a personal instructional coach. Well, today's show is sponsored by TeachFX, and that's exactly what they do. But don't take it from me. Listen to what some of the teachers who use TeachFX say. Really, for me, it's just that number crunching of trying to give my kids opportunity to talk. I like your, your little bar there with the red, white, and blue spaces because I was looking at a classroom yesterday and and going, oh, there's a a big chunk of time that I spoke that when I see red, blue, red, blue, I know that I'm, I'm dialoguing with students. I'm answering questions. And all of a sudden I see this big chunk of teacher talk and I go, oh, okay. Learn all about TeachFX and get a special offer by visiting teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Hey, Ruckus Maker, and we're back with Hani Wilshansky. She just dropped some major value with some reflective questions that you should ask in terms of leveling up your leadership, upgrading the routines and rituals that you have at your school. And now we're going to transition from those questions to the actual tactics you can do to make what your dream is a reality. Yeah. So let's go into maybe what do I want to stop seeing on my day-to-day management, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's say we'll go with the example of teachers are constantly knocking on your door, either with a child that is too challenging for them at the moment, or they have a quick question, right? Right. And you want that to stop. You want to have more time where you're not interrupted. 
because my team and I actually did a um, study on school leaders in the early childhood space. And oh, yeah. the, yeah, I and, know where this is going. <laughs> and the average director spends four hours a day fielding interruptions. Four hours. I do this uh, productivity course. I've done some research on uh, uh, the art of focusing. And I think it's something like in the average office, somebody's interrupted once every 11 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so how do we get any meaningful or deep work done within a school yeah. when this is happening? So I'm yeah. so glad that you're, you're bringing this up. Yeah. So, and, okay. So the first thing is there's a, there's a number of things that we need to address to minimize it. One of them, which I'm not going to go into here is actually creating a standard for communication, a standard for how you let people talk to you. So I'll give you an example. Um, high performers and people that are truly playing at the elite level have a standard for who gets their time and who doesn't. Let's say you're a CEO of a billion dollar organization. There's a standard for communication. A person a random person from like a floor worker or whatever it is can't just directly get access to the CEO. They have like 30 hoops they got to jump through, right? That's the standard of communication of that CEO because his time is so valuable that he doesn't let anyone just come and interrupt him. And so the first thing as a school leader that you need to understand is, do you value your own time? Do you believe that your time is valuable And if you do believe so, then we need to create a standard for communication when people can talk to you and when they cannot talk to you. So just like when you're in the bathroom, no one's going to knock the door of the ladies room or the men's room. You're in the bathroom right now, right? So that's like standard, you know, human protocol. Someone's in the restroom, you leave them alone, right? So, so then how come when you're in your office and the door is closed, they also can't leave you alone? right? That's a standard and a boundary that you just haven't put up yet. That doesn't mean you're never going to do it. But I just want you to see the distinction that there are times during the day when a door is closed and people don't knock on it. For example, when you're in the restroom. So we have to start treating your time when you're you know, in your office doing really important projects that are going to build your school, treating it with the same value. That's so sacred. yeah. So one of the things I recommend is doing like a little test run of 20 minutes at a time. And mm-hmm. so we actually have this in our resources on Connie.me slash better leaders, where your listeners could go to, to download some of these great resources. And one of them is a sign that says, I'm building a school of excellence. Come back in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Knock only if the building is on fire or you need it to call 911. Period. <laughs> and the reason I write that knock only if is because a teacher's emergency is not yours. A teacher's right. emergency is we don't have any scissors left. There's no paint. I need, you know, copies next, I need copies. That's not an emergency. That can wait 20 minutes. And so we need to quantify what an emergency actually means. And that's why you physically write that on that piece of paper. So I'm building a school of excellence. Come back in 20 minutes. Knock only if this, right? Mm-hmm. And hang that up on your door and do a test run. And that becomes part of your new routine that when you need to sit down and work for an uninterrupted amount of time, put that sign up on the door. So the, I'm already, I'm hearing it from some of the, some of the tribe, not all, yeah. 
but you know the questions to be well yeah you you're not approachable right okay I'll you're this, this principal yeah. yeah so yeah. great i'm so glad you brought that up cuz i get that all the time right so here's uh, right. the thing and write this down the school leader who is always available isn't truly listening i'll say mm. it one more time the school leader who is always available isn't truly listening If your door is always open and you were always available, do not tell me that you're not multitasking while the teacher's talking to you because you are. And so if you, that's not really listening. Right. So if you truly want to be available and approachable, then you make times that your teachers can come talk to you. There are times when I am available, right? And this is a whole separate conversation, but looking at your calendar and saying, okay, what are the times of day? that my door is open, that I'm only listening to teachers' questions, which means my email's powered down, my phone is off, my browsers are all closed. I am, I'm not even sitting behind my desk. I am sitting in front of my desk because I am only listening to teachers for these you know, two time blocks or whatever it is. What I'm hearing you say is, you know, whatever the activity, I'm fully present and engaged yes, in that. So exactly. If it's deep work, if yes. it's email, if it's with a colleague, I'm there. Nowhere else. And you also are letting your people know. So this is step two of this routine is you send an email to your teachers or you let them know this at a staff meeting that this is your new routine. And you say something like, Hey guys, I really want to continue to help and support all of you be the best teachers of excellence. And I'm realizing that I'm struggling with giving you my full attention, but also focusing on all these other projects like grants and enrollment and you know performance reviews and assessments and child observations. And I'm not giving either of them my attention. And so what I want to do is during these times of day when my door is closed, that means I'm doing you know these important projects. And these are the times of day when my door is going to be open and I am going to be 100% truly listening to all of you and not getting distracted with anything else. I find it hard. I've yet to meet the teacher that says, no, you know, <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want you to really listen to us. We want you to always be available and listen to us with a half a year. No one wants that. Everyone loves when someone is a hundred percent focused on them and eyeball to eyeball to them. Right. Yeah. It's so funny. You just, uh... <laughs> You know, just to just to unpack, I'm thinking through my own history, right? As yeah. a leader, what it would take for me to have that courage. And when it's I did hard. have the courage, you know, some of the uh, repercussions that were, were uh, had. So I wish I knew you years ago, but I'm glad <laughs> I know you now. And I'm glad that the ruckus maker listening yeah. is getting just so much value from this episode. So thank you. Yeah. And I just want to give one more little thing on this time thing is. Sure. The- you're going to get repercussions from it if you don't truly own it. You have to really own and be confident that this time is truly for you. And then here's the thing. When the teacher comes in and you make eye contact and you're really listening, she's never going to want to, or he's never going to want to knock on your door again during a time that you're not available because they're going to crave that real one-on-one time with you. Yeah. That's how you create a positive culture where you show people, Hey, at 11 o'clock is when I'm really going to be listening. There's, there's such a attractive piece to that. It's like, I want that. I don't want to knock when she's not available because then she's short and abrasive and doesn't give me the best advice. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, your best self doesn't come forward when you have 70 email browsers open and a deadline pinging because, you know, the, the board of health is coming in 20 minutes. You're not listening to the teacher. You're not. Yeah. I relate. I mean, the, the masterminds thriving and, and uh, working with leaders one-on-one. Yeah. I think there's a number of reasons why, but one of them is that it's uh, that type of attention and deep listening, being understood is so scarce. Right. That when people do get it and they feel the growth and they feel seen and heard and their leadership levels up like that is such such a gift, you know, that that you can offer. Yeah. And then the final routine, I would say, yeah, the final routine I would say is and this is something so basic. People are going to laugh out loud here is (laughs) what is the first five minutes of your day look like? This routine (laughs) is so important. I talk to so many school leaders who do not take off their coat even for the first hour because they're just chasing their tail down like a squirrel. Don't eat, email, social media, doing everybody else's priorities. Oh, Lord. So your first five minutes, I want you to pause Hmm. and write down what it does your first five minutes look like. And it cannot include saying hi to all the teachers. That's not part of your first five minutes. That's your next five minutes. Your first five minutes can only include your activity. So I take off my coat, I go to the bathroom, I make a cup of coffee, I sit at my desk and I take out the most important work of the day. Great. Those are your first five minutes. Your first five minutes cannot include saying hello to anybody that because now you're already in service mode. Your first five minutes are only about you. You're filling up that cup that's going to be poured and wrung out from the rest of the 12 hours of the day. Can't be empty. So say those first five minutes, you're filling up on you, you're powering up on you. And there is no judgment to what you do during those five minutes for yourself, whatever you need to fuel yourself, but it cannot include anybody else. So that was the other piece I wanted to share. No, I'm glad you did. Thank you so much. So we were talking about, I mean, all these routines and rituals will definitely help people uh, upgrade their leadership. And I'm curious, just personally for you, what's one resource that has helped you level up in the last three months? So I work with a peak performance coach, Todd Herman. I think I spoke about him on the last episode as well. So that helps me tremendously because I'm constantly reviewing and recycling you know, how I'm showing up as a leader. I think one of my favorite books that I've read in the last three months is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a great book on tiny changes, remarkable results. So I love this book. It's in my wish list um, uh, for uh, the mastermind. Shout out to Nancy who recommended it. I know yeah. she was a huge yeah. uh, proponent of this book. And, so I just uh, finished reading that. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm a part of this community called the learning community. And yeah. they didn't ask, ask me anything with um, Clear. So I no can't way. wait. Oh, that's great. That stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Honey, what message would you put on all school marquees across the globe if you could do so for just a day? I'd put the slogan that I started off with. The school culture is an effect of the leader's daily behaviors, routines, and habits. Hmm. All about mere moments and radical yeah. ownership today, folks. Yes, it is. It's heavy <laughs> stuff here. But I, I, this is, this is a, a learning community, right, Danny? So we could, Absolutely. we could share this kind of stuff. Well, that's why, that's why people chime in, listen Exactly, in, so. exactly. Yeah. Well, honey, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of all the things we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? 
a great question. What is one thing I want the Ruckus member to remember? Look at the game film. Look at your game film. Look at the way the actions, the conversations, the way that you're showing up. And then ask yourself that question. You know, what do I want to stop seeing? What do I want to see more of? What do I want to see less of? Ask yourself those questions. Your future self will thank you for that. I believe that. You heard it here, Ruckus Maker. Play that game film today. Reflect on who you want to become. And we're here to support you. Grab the resources Hani has for you. Hani.me forward slash better leaders. Or reach out if I can help you as well. Thanks, Hani, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Danny. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.